Brooklyn and staff or management. Thank you for listening and have a dope day. My name is Sam Ferguson. And I'm Zachary Ferguson. And this is uh, Two Thumbs Undecided. That's right. We are still, still undecided. Now, Uh, those for you at home are just kind of wondering if that's like our name. No, it's actually a state of mind. We are hoping to one day be decided. But we're just, you know, we're undecided at this moment in time. Yes. And I think uh, it's a testament for for everyone here uh, that it's okay to be undecided uh, Though every now I, and again. I would have to say, um, Sam and I have both agreed that once we have finally decided, uh, it probably means the world has solved world peace. Yeah, so, so. I, I think uh, it, it's something that we're, we're definitely aiming for. I, I think that there's a lot of talk uh, that uh, we're not trying to come to a decision that we're we're only doing this for the the oodles nay noodles amount of money that is yeah. uh pouring into our pockets because of oh, this yeah. radio show but Very that's, much so. that's not the the case we really want to be decided so on something but unfortunately <laughs> uh we remain undecided so that's where in the state and thus world hunger i i or is is gonna keep going sam i stay i this may be a little bit too hot for this uh, this radio show, but like I, I stay up at night in my mansion from, you know, the money that I I bought I bought it with the money I used uh, got from this radio show. Yes, but I stay up. Wait, in you my only mansion. have one mansion? Sorry. What? Well, I cry every night, like thinking, like I just want to be decided. Please, please, God, please, thank you, please, please let me be decided. Make me a decided boy, mm-hmm. man. I, I mean, I, I, I hear you crying. Yeah, we, I mean, we yeah, have we like have our conjoined mansion. We have yeah. our our mansions are conjoined, and in fact, our rooms are right uh, connected to each other. But um, it's it's the late. Yeah, our room is so light. Sam's still in New York. I'm still in Pittsburgh. But our room is so big <laughs> that it it's all expand. the way to New York. Yeah. So instead of buying uh, many mansions, uh, we actually bought one. A giant mansion with the money that we make. Um, But anyways, for those people who are just tuning in, this is not a mansion talk show. No. Uh, Although that is a nice cherry on top. (laughs) Uh, This is a movie show. We talk about movies, films, media, yada, yada, yada. Um, And uh, we normally start off uh, with uh, a talk about what's happening. What, 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 What is happening in today's news in regards to media well uh, i have something well, i have oh. right here <laughs> Glad uh, I asked. Ca- caused a little bit of a controversy Ooh. but uh robert patterson is oh. keyed to be the new uh batman and people are some people are thinking like oh that's ridiculous why would robert patterson be i mean he's you know patterson Patterson, he's the uh, Twilight guy. And then there are, you know, film snobs like us who are like, oh, he was really good. Oh, he was really good in good time. He was really good day, mate. You know? Wait, why are Australians specifically uh, commenting on good time? 
Well, I'm just thinking like internationally, someone probably oh. in Australia is being like that. Like, oh, good time. It was really good. Cosmopolitan, that, uh, that David uh, Cronenberg movie. He was really good in that movie. Oh, mate. Uh, but like, here's my accents. thing. Okay. Here's my, I think Robert Pattinson will be a good Batman. I mean, in the sense of it, I don't really care. Batman is, anybody could be Batman. Uh, for all I care, huh. James uh, James, uh, uh, who's Bill the Jones? guy from, you know, who's the guy from King of Queens? James, uh, oh, James, uh, James, <laughs> James, Sp- oh, that's not, no, him. yeah, you uh, know, Kevin Spacey could be, <laughs> oh, sh- <laughs> no, <laughs> wouldn't that be so funny if Kevin Spacey, they just announced Kevin Spacey is He's now back. Batman, <laughs> uh, darn it, Ooh. I'm trying to look at Kevin James. Kevin James could be Batman for all I care. But my reason why I think Robert Patterson will be an okay fit is in 1980s, everybody was so mad about Michael Keaton being mm. Batman because he was funny. He was a funny guy from, you know, Night Shift, all these other stuff. And then he turned out to be a really good Batman. So Well, he turned out to be the first movie Batman. Yeah, and I think he did a good job. I mean, I grew up with it, but uh, so maybe I think that's my why. my my qualm in general is not as much about Robert Patterson. I don't really care that he's doing it. I mean, I I think it's a good choice. My thing is just like they already, you know, just kidding. Just take, ben just Affleck take, just take a, stunk so just much. Just take a break. That... Just take just take a little break. They can't from, take a break from Batman. I know it's DC's literally their only. Uh, superhero that they seem to make money off of. Uh, oh, but, and Wonder Woman. Oh, and I guess Wonder Woman, but they haven't made a second Wonder Woman, so maybe it didn't make as much, or I don't know what their deal is. But um, it's more just like, of course, like I'm more just like, I don't, yeah, I, I look past the part of Robert Patterson and I just see the fact that they're rebooting Batman. You remember you remember the, the controversy? Let, let's go back to a better time in life mm. when there was so much controversy over rebooting Spider-Man, the amazing Spider-Man, after it had been five years or something like that. It had been like five or four years and they decided they were going to redo Spider-Man, but with what's-his-face? Uh, Andrew Garfield. Uh, oh, he just uh, yawned. That's fine. You got, you um, got from Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah. When they when the, like the controversy with like why why are they rebooting it so quickly? Like it just ended. Like can you give it a little bit? Zach, you're making a lot of noise. Sorry, my my mic stand's not really a mic stand, so I have to hold no. it. We have we we spend all of our money on mansions. We forgot to buy <laughs> money for uh, a mic stand for equipment. You guys got a budget. That's that's one of those things that yeah. you know we hope you learn from. Anyways, a, yeah, so it's a, yeah, it's, it's uh, Andrew Garfield, by the way. Oh, yeah, Andrew Garfield. But, um, yeah, so I, I think th- those days when it used to be so like that, that like making a movie like five years after is like, whoa, like calm down. But now it's like, of course, they're Just making down, another Batman yeah. movie, you know, of course, they're 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 well, making I mean, it's been what, like maybe like two you, years since the last one, and no one's batting an eye. Once Robert Patterson's done, the, the question won't be when's the next Batman movie. It's why have you not already talked to this actor about who? Why have they not announced the new Batman? Batman might become the new James Bond. That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. Well, the thing is too is uh, you know if they they can't really stop making these things because then they'll lose their license or whatever. So. Oh, really? 
Yeah, that's true. so like that's oh. I think that's the reason why they make like one every other it's kinda day. Sad. So do you have any uh, film news? Um I, I mean I guess the main uh news more so on the on the channel perspective is um uh I'm going to Cannes tomorrow. Whoa! Um, that's right. Yeah, tomorrow? Going to Cannes on the morrow. But wait, doesn't um, it start when does it start? I mean it's started already. It's like the whole month of May. So Are you so psyched? I am nervous mostly. Um because yeah. This is a, um, I don't, I really just don't know what to expect. Like I, 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 I get that I, I get a free pass to like all of the movies besides there is one, there's one, um, I also don't know, like, I mean, this, like what's still to be shown. Like, I mean, the thing with the film festival is it, isn't it true? Like it only shows like there's one screening of it and then it's, I, and then it's like that's so I feel like I've already missed like a large like they already showed Lighthouse, which was probably what I was most excited for. Um, not, uh, you're not excited to see uh, the Jim Jarmusch movie. I think that that already premiered as well. That that was what? like one of the first things to premiere. Wait, so I'm I, I'm what's... the Tarantino film, for instance, is is something that I guess I might be able to see. Um, there's a Wait, few. What the of, heck is Lighthouse? I'm looking up Lighthouse. It's a short. Lighthouse is. The new Robert Patterson movie. Um with I've not seen it. Well, it let me tell you, it's the new Robert Patterson movie with William Defoe. Uh pretty oh, sure oh. it's pretty sure it's A twenty four. Yeah, no, I know it's A twenty four because I have a buddy who's uh at Cannes right now for that film. Working yeah, for it's like a horror movie or something. Yeah, it's it's the same well, who's the guy? The guy who did the witch. Witch, it's, yeah. Uh, the Robert guy that did the, Eggers. And apparently it got like it, it's doing pretty well. Um, so, I mean, so there's that, that I'm kind of just like, I don't, I feel like I've already missed a little bit. Like, it's not like a, a lot of the, like, you know, big time reporters, they've been there like the whole month and they've got to see everything. Uh, and I'm kind of just going at the tail end, but I mean, that's, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't, you know, complain. Um, but, uh, there's that. And then also I'm just like, I'm, I'm thankfully I, I do have some friends that I'm going to be staying with. Who actually was on the show? Uh, uh, if you guys look back on our on our show, there's we uh, interviewed these people called the Trashhead Productions, um, and they I was not there for that. You were not, unfortunately. But I interviewed the Trashhead Productions, and I'm actually they have a film that uh, is in the Cannes Film Corner. It's like this. Uh, I I don't know exactly, but it's it's not part of like the it's like a film corner section of the Cannes. Uh, that really anyone could submit to, but they got their film into, and um, they're going to Cannes, and so they they're, they're actually it actually just so happened that we're going the same time, so oh, I'll be wow, staying with really them. Nice. But now, I guess I I'm just kind of nervous in general. What? Well, yeah, I'm really now. So you will be reviewing the movies, yeah. for this. Po- so like, my you- my my plan for the podcast, I'm gonna bring a Zoom recorder, um, so the audio might st- not sound as good, but I'm gonna bring a Zoom recorder. And I'm going to record my first thoughts after seeing films. Also, just commenting on you know what happens in Can. Like I think there's a lot of mystery with Can itself. Uh, so I'll be reporting on that, and then I'll probably it'll be like a Frankenstein thing. And maybe Zach, you and I can also like maybe have like a, a quick phone call uh, whenever yes. our time zones line up, and uh, we can oh. have like a. Uh, more so just, I guess, like, maybe something to, like, intro the next episode for, like, maybe, like, a 10-minute call or something, and then I can, you know, 
cut together some of the some of my own sound bites and things. Um, I'm also going to see a live recording of. Um, oh, this is gonna suck. Uh, uh, Eric Cohn, who's one of the lead journalists of IndieWire. Um, I reached out to him uh, and asked if he if we wanted to to meet up. Um, and he said, "Why didn't you come to one of the live screenings of Screen Talk, which is his pro- uh, podcast?" For IndieWire, which is going to be at um, recorded at Cannes. Uh, hey, maybe you can get a job at IndieWire. Yeah, that'd be nuts. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm going to go there, you know, talk about that. I don't know if I'm actually going to get to meet him, but, uh, you know. So that's that's really uh, the only plan I have right now is that, that Indie, that, that Screen Talk watch. Well, um, I'm excited for you, uh, and I wish you well on your ways yeah, and your travels. Also, a little. This isn't. Um, before we get into our topic, I, I want to. We also try to. I think in this in this podcast, we try to talk about uh, things we've learned in the industry, and I want your your advice yeah. as well on this, Zach. Of um, course. Um. So I was on set yesterday, uh, being uh, a DIT data wrangler. So I basically just dumped the footage from the the card onto a computer, and I was doing it for free because I I haven't done this before. Uh, I I do it professionally behind a desk, but never really on set. So I was doing it for free just to get the experience. Uh, But when I asked, like, does this pay at all? Uh, The person said no, but food and travel is included. Now, when I hear travel is included, for my DC and uh, being in LA days, uh, that means that they'll pay for your lift to get there. When you say travel Mm -hmm. is included because it's like a perk. It's like, no, we won't pay you, like, the normal rates, you know, probably, like, $200 at least, but we will pay you whatever it takes to get here. Um, So I show up. It was an okay set. You know, it was, you know, DIY, kind of indie, and it was was obvious that everyone kind of knew each other, and I was really the only one that Because they were high-fiving and belly-slamming each other. They were all belly flopping and you know drinking brews and like did they just, do the laverne and shirley like skipping down a uh they did uh, it all on rock. sync and then i said did i miss this meeting and they said we didn't mm. tell you about this meeting because we're all friends yeah uh, this they're, is they're like we all... you're like a squiggy yeah you're a squiggy they called me that actually they called and then they started calling good... me squigs and then i was squigs. just like can, can you not can you call me by the name that my my dear mother named Our me old... And then, and then, and then, one of them came up to me, and they were just like, "You know what? I don't care what your mom called you. Your name is Squigs from now on." But, and uh, then they branded so me. Anyway, what was the what was the ride? Did someone just like get on my back? <laughs> what was the ride? Yeah, what was like? It sounds like uh, you misinterpreted. Oh, what oh, they yeah. So I, I, I take the I take the lift there, and it was kind of expensive, but it was it was like fifty bucks. Um, and I felt bad about that. So I was just like, all right, I won't, you know, I will, I'll just take the lift here. I won't, I'll take, just take the subway home. Cause I also had no idea what sort of set this was, by the way, I had, I was going in very blind. Um, and Keep then I tell them, out. I tell them at the end, like, Hey, do, who do I talk to about reimbursement for the lift? And I talked to this guy and I was like, Hey, I have this lift. Uh, do you mind if I can be reimbursed for this? And he was just like, whoa, what? You took a lift here? It's like, oh, my, everyone took a subway here. We didn't know that, like, you, that's not, like, I don't want you to take the fall for this. But typically when we say travel, uh, that doesn't mean take a lift. 
And it put me into quite a funk because I was just like, I hate coming off as like this bougie dude who is, you know, taking lifts and like expecting to be being reimbursed. But on the same other hand, you're not paying me at all to do this. I don't know you. And you said travel is covered. So there's really, why would you say travel is covered if, if you don't, if that's not like a perk? It's like, for me, it's like saying food is included and then showing up on set and just seeing a snack table and then being like, oh yeah, that's is that you don't get lunch. This is, this is the food. That's, that's how I interpret it. Like when you say travel is included, that's an added incentive. The fact that we're not paying you, but we are paying for your travels. Like taking the subway, that's, I would have done that anyways. Like that's, it's, that's like five bucks. Though, um, though like it would, it, specificity would have been nice. See, when I heard, if I, like, if I was hearing that, I would say, I would think someone's picking me up. Oh, like travel is <laughs> included. Like, I, well, I didn't means, think that. Wait, like, my thing is, is like, how can they include travel? Like, of course, this is a DIY, you know, a DIY. They can't reimburse me mm-hmm. unless they give me cash money, mm-hmm. um, which I doubt. So I would think like they're coming to give me a ride. So in that instance, they would probably be like, no, 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 no. It's Subway. Eat fresh. And then, then I would be like, okay. And then I would roll my eyes. And that would be it. That that's really what you thought when they say travel included. Yeah, it's right. travel included. That means part of the thing is them giving me a ride. All right. Well, I I I, I, I never. Okay. So this this is the other spectrum. I never assumed that they would be giving me a ride. Well, they I said think I think they they included. said. Well, they said I think they meant they meant I I might not even be saying it right. I think they they said that we'll pay for your travels. Uh. I don't know. I, I guess in I have to really case, specifically, but I, I never case, expected that they would fault. pick me up. That If they said that, that is their fault because, heck, <laughs> you can go and there's many ways to travel. So I do agree. I think for not specifying. I think that and I, I felt bad afterwards because I was like, did I am I wrong in this? But then yeah, I talked dude, to some yeah. of my other friends who have been on like professional sets and they were just like, oh, yeah, no, I mean, if you, they're not paying you, then that's anyways, that was something that kind of irked me. Uh, but I, th- I think they are going to pay me, but it's only been, oh, it was only yesterday. So, and they're still shooting. So I don't, anyways, uh, you know, just c- kind of, if you're, if you hear someone say ride is included and you don't know them and you know, it's like a indie set, uh, doesn't hurt to ask. I think that's, that's the main thing I've learned if lift is included. Um, but anyways, I guess we should move on to our topic. Yes. Comebacks. Comebacks. And we've been talking a lot about Robert Patterson, which is a pretty good segue that I'm forcing onto the audience. Um, so the concept is is great comebacks in film history. So people who were great died out and then had an amazing moment. And then hopefully it just kind of lived in the limelight for quite some time. Yes. And Robert Patterson is definitely one of those, uh, maybe not one of the most extreme examples, but Robert Patterson, you know, everyone knows him as the Twilight dude. And uh, whenever you get into those, you know, teen drama epic things, it's hard. And that's like kind of the, the role that makes you famous. It's hard to get out of that. Uh, and now, the movie that I think helped him get out of that was the one that apparently only Australians like. Uh, oh, good time. Have you seen Good Time? Good Time really made him now a more serious actor and is is i i i 
believe is probably the reason why he's getting like this Batman gig. And also now, like repeated A24 indie uh, films he's being cast in. And now, now he's definitely like a big player. In, in My thing is, is I don't think what you're saying is a comeback. It's in the definitely sense a comeback. I, no, it's not a comeback. It's just a up like he had ugh, i'm looking up robert patterson and the first thing is like some unknown british actor um oh my goodness why can't i find him but anyways no i mean his career has been very fruitful for a long time well like after he was- twilight he really didn't have like i i really like good time was like when i saw good time i was like oh the guy from twilight's in this like i really didn't I mean, maybe he was in like some really indie stuff, but like I for the for the majority of the public, like okay, maybe I should look this up. Like, well, I guess the thing is, is I think he's still young enough that his comeback, uh, like okay, so he was in a couple, yeah, he was in Twilight, Breaking Dawn, and two the part two in two thousand twelve. Then he did uh like the Lost City of Z, good, and then Good Time was in two thousand seventeen. So that is what. But he did a couple movies in between that. Yeah, he did some movies, but I don't recognize. Yeah, they're not really any he, of them. I guess I don't know. I really don't see him as a comeback. Because All right, well, that was give only, me another. Give me someone else who like, is more. I would prominent. say the greatest comeback, uh, and it's just so is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, because his is a comeback because his like he was really big in the eighties. And a little in the 90s. And then he was infam- infamous for being a like a drunk and like high all the time. That's like he, yeah, it, it just it, drug problems. It, they made fun of it in The Simpsons, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, and then in 2008, he just exploded. And now is probably one of the highest paid actors in the business. Yeah. I mean, Iron uh, Man really did. Uh, well, it wasn't yeah. just Iron Man. I think uh, he also was kind of, he did like a complete, the first film he did after his, you know, renaissance of getting over the drugs and things was uh, Chaplin, the movie Chaplin. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. When Which I, was... I, I was thinking that this, his career, like that was kind of where he was. Still... No, I'm I'm fairly certain that Chaplin was like the first film that he had been out of prison and he had kind of done like this, this, this recovery uh, at that but point. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like he, uh, and, and it's also cool too, that. Yeah. I'm not seeing Chaplin on, but anyway, it's like, he's not uh, seeing Chaplin on what IMDb. Well, when was Chaplin? It was in 92. 92. Wow. So yeah, I think his, his take on, his life was very, you know, did you know that uh, he was a cast member on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, for like a few episodes. He wasn't. Yeah, one year. He's, I think he's ranked one of the worst members ever. That's funny. That, um, yeah, that's, that's tough. Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel sorry for like people who probably, like, you know, that one, I forget her name, but there's this one, this is slightly off topic, but there's this one actress who uh, SNL uh, fired for saying. Uh, let's, let's, let's find the name first, um, before I, oh, sorry, Jenny Slate, Jenny Slate, um, in 2009, uh, was fired on her first episode of SNL for saying fuck on live TV. She accidentally said fuck. Yeah, she accidentally said fuck 
because she she slipped up or something. And because of that, she immediately got fired. And imagine that Jenny Slate, I mean, she just recently had a film that came out called Nobody Child, something something that was, it was on... Um, uh, obvious Child? Oh, yeah, that, that's it, Obvious Child. Um, so she's definitely recovered at this point. She's been on many a drunk history, which is Wait better minute, than yeah. S- which is better than but, SNL in my opinion. But uh, she's she's definitely recovered. But imagine like that state, like in two thousand nine, uh, being fired from SNL after your first episode and how embarrassing no, that is, and just wait. feeling like your career is over. And that's someone else who's made a comeback. Wait I'd a minute, say. what are you talking about? Because it says here she's been she was on twenty two episodes. Okay, maybe not twenty two. Really. Yeah, I mean, thing is, is she was on for one year, which isn't okay. You know, well, she was fired for uh, that. for that. So, well, her career ha- is quite good, I think. She was on Zoo- Zootopia, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I saw a statistic that Zootopia is the only movie to reach over a billion dollars with no human actors oh. in it. That's interesting. Meaning, like. Like oh, there's like no, no, the animation was human either. That's a yeah. really specific thing. I don't really care about those sort of stats. The, the, when you uh, get to that point, I'm kind of just like, oh, the first movie to me, to reach a billion dollars that never said the word uh, hippopotamus. Oh, that's that. That's and I'm just see, like, all right, cool. See, the human race is so big that could, that's an interesting. The, the next thing topic. is gonna be the first movie to to make a billion dollars that doesn't contain at least. That that contains two, at least two ducks in it is going to be the next benchmark, no, and then people no, are going to no. be like, "Did you, you hear that like we're the first film that like contains two ducks?" Anyways, we should um so like yeah, comebacks. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. I think is probably one of the best examples of it. Uh, also another one, um, is as I'm scrolling through this list, I saw oh another bat. I feel like Batman is pretty known for comeback people. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton was a huge comeback with Birdman. Um, yeah, yeah, that's whenever really true. Whenever he, he left, like he was known for Batman. He was really big in the 80s and early 90s, and then nothing. And I even remember thinking to myself, now this is also, we're both from Pittsburgh. Michael Keaton is from Pittsburgh. I feel like there's a, an attachment to actors who come from, you know, everyone always feels like, you know, actors who come from, you know, where you grow up, you feel especially attached to them. Uh, also, of course, um, what's his face? Uh, uh, the guy that was in, you know, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum was from, uh, Pittsburgh as well. Pittsburgh. Yeah, but so, he definitely was not a comeback at all. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying I have an attachment to people who come from Pittsburgh. And, uh, Michael Keaton, I was always just like, you know, he, he was one of those greats. Like, what, what happened to him? He was from Pittsburgh. I have always pride for him. You see I, this he, ad for, you know, the new Inuritu film Birdman, and he shows up, n- nails it, gets nails best it. picture, uh, and he now he's kind of he's kind of back in he the, that in the Oscar. saddle. Did he deserve an Oscar? Oh, did he deserve best actor? He Yeah, he deserved that He deserved Oscar, it. I forget who won, but I remember being like... Hey, ready, man. I, it's the one... Oh, the- for Danish girl. You know, wait, sorry, sorry. Why are we, why are we talking about the... Uh, you know... Oh. Did he win the? Did he win the Spirit Award? That's what I care about. That's right. We don't uh, talk about. Yeah. Um, no, but uh, here's a, another comeback. So there's kind of a uh, a formula for most of these comebacks is that they do like an indie film. Yeah. Right. 
So like Robert Downey Jr. is a different case because he was already, I don't know. Well, that's, I'm just saying like he was, he was lucky in the sense that he got onto some really major films and Tony, Tony Stark, that character really was Robert Downey Jr. in a sense. But uh, then you have, so like, then you have people like John Travolta. Mm-hmm. There's, I mean, that's, that's what I think of it when I think of a comeback. By the way, l- quick sideliner, uh, Michael Keaton did win best uh, male lead for Birdman. So independent, oh, for the Independent Spirit Awards. So just saying. Yeah, but. Independent Spirit Awards got it right. Yes, they did. Anyways, um, yes, yeah, no, you're right, yeah. But, um, what was I saying? Yeah, John Travolta is a major comeback story in the sense Yeah, with that Pulp he Fiction. Did, he was definitely doing nothing. Yeah. And then, but actually, I was just looking at my my list, and one of the top ones on here is uh, Betty White. Yeah, she's a big one. I mean, like, I, she's, I didn't really, she's come weird. back, I, I think, really like, several of... times. Is, well, she's, like, comeback. the comeback queen. She's, like, you know, she, she first starts off as, like, a an actor, like, a kind of, you know, B-list actor in the 40s and 50s. And then, you know, doesn't isn't really known until Golden Girls in the 80s, where, when she's already kind of old. And then yeah. she... Comebacks again <laughs> in uh, I, I I don't even remember how she like came back or maybe it's the first time I just noticed her, but she was just getting all this hype again w- when she was like in her 90s um, and she's still alive. Thank God. But uh, yeah, she, did you know she's... that Betty White is older than sliced bread? <laughs> I did there's hear that. Another, yeah. There's another fun factoid for you. There you go. You learn about film sets and you learn about the age of Betty White. Mm-hmm. Um and sliced bread. Um, so also, not only does indie movies revitalize your uh, acting career, but now in this age of fantastic, fantastic TV shows, you can also get onto a TV show and kind of be remembered again. Uh, and one I'm seeing right here is Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe was a very big guy in the 80s and a little in the 90s. And then I didn't see him for a long time. You know, he he had a couple goofs here and there. But then uh, he came back on Parks and Rec and just nailed it. Was that really Rob Lowe? I think that's a I mean, that's a highly no, 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 no. Not, I'm not saying that that's not a comeback. But was he not? I feel like he was already on the rise. Uh, maybe not. Looks like, yeah, it kinda, he was kind of. A fuddy-duddy. I mean, Ooh. he was definitely working. None of these people were just, like, literally doing nothing. No, like, I think I think that's a, a good... Oh, no, sorry. West Wing, I mean, kind of works. Yes. He was on West Wing. And that yes. ended in 2006. And then Parks and Rec was in 2010. Sorry, just debunked you. That was not a comeback. Uh, okay. <laughs> he was on, he went, he did, he was in the 80s and 90s, he was doing movies, and then he transitioned to TV. Fine. But no, but so, fine. but he is on this list as well. I don't agree with this list. Uh, if you guys uh, know anything about this show, lists are never really, I, I don't I like. I love them. I mostly just use lists just to have conversation starters and then bounce off of them, but I never, I never like take lists to be facts. Um, All right, wise guy. What about Alec Baldwin? 
Alec Baldwin. Yes, I also saw him on one of the lists I was looking at. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, the, one of the things that I read is like he kind of got some heat for uh, yelling at his uh, estranged daughter um, for something. Uh, like he called her a pig. Um, and really? I guess that, yeah, I guess that got him kind of into a little bit of heat and he did, wasn't really doing much. And then he did uh, 30 Rock and that's kind of what. But also the thing with that is, I mean, what else has he done really outside of 30 Rock since like he. Uh, I mean, he's he's really just, I think, kind of retired at this point. Well, no, he's he's kind of retired to just being uh, Donald Trump. No, he's not. Honest. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like that. It seems like he. That's that's all he. Um, I think Lauren Michaels has like a standing, uh, sl- like slot for him. Yeah. The, like I forget who it is, but there's only a few people who have open. Like all they have to do is just call up and say. Yeah, can I be on the show? Oh, that's like a real thing that he has. Yeah, I think it's like him, Steve Martin, and that's all I can remember. But I mean, going back to a point that you were you were mentioning before, I think the the best way in general for these actors to to get a comeback is for these these indie films, because uh, a lot of times. Um, these actors are really big in in films in the eighties, uh, and sometimes also like th- this is not a new thing. Like this has definitely been going on for a while. Some actors who are really big, and even like the the fifties and sixties, like people would revitalize, like put them into films. Uh, for instance, uh, this is maybe a stretch, but Dennis Hopper uh, in Speed. Um, he was kind of a big film person in the 60s and 70s and then kind of just went cuckoo uh, for Cocoa Puffs. And then they they put him in and then he kind of recovered and then they put him in speed. And uh, was speed his comeback or was Blue Velvet his comeback? Uh, I guess actually more so Blue Velvet. Uh, but yeah, oh, well, that even works even better. I forgot, I completely forgot he was in Blue Velvet. Yeah, he was in Blue Velvet. And that was kind of the turning point in his, in, in, in bringing him back. Um, and now he's kind of since retired as well. Uh, I mean, a lot of these comebacks as well, they come back, like for instance, for, for the big, the one, uh, John Travolta, his comeback with Pulp Fiction. It wasn't a comeback in the sense that he was like, he's now here to stay. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like, you know. Uh, like we were talking about with Robert Downey Jr., who comes back and is just like now he's he's everywhere. You know, he's as big, if not bigger, than he was before. There's some comebacks that are literally just they just they come back for one great more film, and then they they then they can kind of like retire and kind of just like all right, I've I've you know. So I don't even know if that would really even be considered a comeback. Those sorts of things, you know. Uh, I would consider consider them uh slight comebacks sorry i'm a little distracted by the fact that uh boss baby 2 is you know what's thing. you know what's funny what? i was looking at that as well <laughs> so this i was just... i was looking at the imdb page and as i was talking i was kind of like and i was like kind of going on and i just looked down and boss baby 2 has just been announced and because alec baldwin comments... is playing theodore templeton yeah, and then, <laughs> I just think that's so funny. That um, <laughs> that's his now his career. My that's uh, his, like I'm looking at his 
you know, his IMDb page. And really all I think of him as is SNL. And then I forget, oh, that's right. He's the boss, baby. Yeah. And uh, what's funny about Alec Baldwin is uh, what I think about him now is my 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 girlfriend, we'll just call her, she uh, is from East Hampton, uh, although she wants me to say she is not uh, a millionaire, as like a lot of people think she is, because she says from, she's from East Hampton. Uh, but anyways, a lot of the celebrities go to East Hampton, and she always, she sometimes sends me, apparently like Alec Baldwin owns East Hampton, like it, like... Alec Baldwin is like the, the de facto mayor of the East Hampton. Wow. And uh, so she just like, so Alec Baldwin is kind of just walking around a lot and just kind of just like walking around East Hampton. So she just sends me photos of Alec Baldwin walking around. And it's always just so funny because he just looks like a frumpy old man, just like walking kind of hunched over to the supermarket. And he's like, I can see boop, it. Boop, boop, boop. And it's always just like, no one seems to care. Everyone's just like, um, what the? He's living. And He's also, up that boss baby money. <laughs> you think he would thought he was? You think that was his comeback? Like he, I think that he was maybe he... like uh, Thirty Rock was you know his true comeback, but then Boss Baby stapled him back into the you know the limelight. Also, I think it's weird. Just real quick, that um, Boss Baby one. He's the vo- He's his credit is he's Boss Baby. Mm-hmm. But then in Boss Baby two. He's Theodore Templeton. I think maybe they wanted to, when they were doing press for the movie beforehand, they wanted to, maybe, have you seen Boss Baby? Nope. Maybe there's a secret in the film that Templeton, like, he didn't realize that he was the the son of Mr. Templeton or, like, some big higher-up CEO uh, or Mrs. Templeton, and... um. And then it's it, that's like one of the big reveals is that he's temple he's one of the Templetons. So maybe it's something that he I, I honestly I'm saying this now and I'm I'm fairly certain that's probably why they changed the name because now it's, um, it's revealed that he is a Templeton or whatever. No, no, I will say this: I for some reason did read the, the synopsis, the the yeah the uh, wiki synopsis for <laughs> Boss Baby. I don't know why I did, but uh, basically it has no mention of him being like a blood heir to something. Because I, w- I wanted to know, I didn't want to watch the movie, but I was just so fascinated on why can this baby talk? Like, how can his parents, like, how can this baby set up all this stuff after just being born? Yeah. Oh, so they, the- so, okay, so, so that's not the reason? No, no, he's just... It didn't really explain it. He's just kind of like a baby who is really well organized. I also like how in the description for Alec Baldwin, the first uh, word that he used to describe Alec Baldwin is raven-haired. Yeah, suave, handsome, and prolific <laughs> actor. But number wow. one, raven-haired. That does not sound like a compliment. <laughs> Or is uh, that's it? Interesting. I don't. I. I mean, I guess the raven hair thing is like was a big thing in like the eighties and nineties, like that really like point, like the the hair that kind of like circles and then comes to a, like a point in the middle. But now I'm kind of just like raven haired. Yeah, still that, got hair, which is just, cool. Yeah, I guess, but it's probably like ninety percent implants. Anyways, also someone that we haven't talked about, Brian Cranston. That was a major comeback. Oh, yeah, because, like, he was, I'm trying to think, like... He was in Malcolm yeah. in the Middle, and then 
completely just kind of, you know, maybe was doing some stage things, wasn't really big. And then also, TV show, Breaking Bad, makes him huge. And now he's on Broadway uh, in network. And uh, he's been doing several things. Um, yeah, like he's, he's had a huge comeback. Like Brian Cranston is one of the it actors. Honestly, one of my favorite actors right now. Um, uh, I don't know if I would say favorite. I think he, yeah, but um, for me, I'm saying. But it's, but, a, it's um, such a comeback. Like that's, that's, that's another telltale. Another, another comeback, Ellen DeGeneres. Ellen DeGeneres uh, really had like her own sitcom, as everyone did in the 80s and, er- and 90s, um, more so 90s. Uh, she had the Ellen DeGeneres show or something. I think it was called the Ellen DeGeneres show. And um, and then it kind of it didn't do too well. It kind of fell off. Uh, and then she she really wasn't doing like she's she's not really known for being she's more of just a comedian. So like maybe she was doing some stand up and stuff. But she really wasn't in um, the public eye until she got Ellen, her, her, her now current famous talk show in 2003. And now there's no way to topple her. No, I mean, there's she's, no she's there's no way to destroy her. She's, yeah. She probably can't be killed. Yeah. Well, actually, now that I'm looking at this. Oh, um, yeah. She probably can be killed. She actually can be can be killed it seems that she definitely can be killed right now yeah there's there's a detailed description no no no. i i'm saying that she uh this is another comeback that might be too soon uh to say that it was a comeback Mm because her show the ellen show uh ended in 2002 and then in 2003 she got the uh ellen DeGeneres show so it seems like it was probably a pretty immediate turnover. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, oh, I mean. Uh, well, here's something. We've been talking about actors, and actually, we haven't talked about Well, actually, no. There was, sorry. I, I'm, I'm sorry. The Ellen ended in 97. Um, oh, wait, she is an actress. And so, yeah, she is an actress. Ellen ended in 97, and then The Ellen Show. I think it just got a rename. Like, it was first was called The Ellen Show, and then it was called The Ellen DeGeneres So she Show. didn't come back at all? No, she came back. She came back. And she was oh. gone. Well, she was gone for, like, five years um, after The Ellen Show, which was, like, her big hit. It was supposed to be, like, the Jerry Seinfeld thing. And then uh, and then she got, not, like, there was literally nothing she was doing uh, for the next five years until The Ellen Show. So that works. Uh, can we can we do a quick role play? Uh, because we we still got enough time. But um, just uh, what uh, Ellen DeGeneres sitting in her apartment, uh, doing nothing. Oh, doing okay. Nothing. Okay. Right, so so am I Ellen uh, DeGeneres? You, know, you can be anybody. I'm Ellen. You can be anybody. Like, ah, oh, my show. It's ended. I'm doing nothing. Darn it! What am I gonna do? Change my show to just Ellen? What Hello. is this crazy? Hello? Huh? What's Who are going you? on? I'm your butler. Oh, that's oh yes. Oh yes. Oh. You have a uh, a phone call from <sighs> Mister. Oh, I'm sorry, Mrs. Uh, uh, Mrs. Box and Plenty. Huh? Mixes- well, give it here. <laughs> There you go. Mr. Fox, thank you for handing me that phone. Hello, Mr. Fox and Henny. What's Hello, I'm I'm actually a butler. <laughs> I'm just... 
Why are you doing this to me, Butler? Jimmy. I'm, I'm, uh, I just didn't want to break the news to you, but actually, uh, uh your show got cancelled. Uh, what am I gonna do? I guess I'll have to just change it to Ellen now. Can you help me, Butler? Okay. I'm gonna rename you, um... Uh, I'm waiting for the anticipation of my new name that I'll keep forever. I'm going to rename you Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, oh gonna, hey, I'm Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. Yeah, we're going to be talk show guys. Okay. This is great. Ya. All right. <laughs> true story, true story. Uh, Jimmy That's Kimmel good. started off as Ellen DeGeneres' um, butler. As a British butler. As a British butler. butler and then changed his accent, and they are now both talk shows. Uh, both yes. in L.A. Uh, so that makes sense. Um, anyways, yeah. So I guess we have five minutes left until we do movies we've seen. Uh, so do you have any final words on uh, these comebacks? Comebacks. And now we didn't. We talked about actors and actresses, and sadly we haven't even talked about like line producers or all the various other comebacks. But like, are there any comebacks like director comebacks? Oh, good question. I mean, yeah. going to your point about line producers, I mean, I think no offense to to line producers or anyone really uh, not in the spotlight, but I wouldn't really consider it a, a comeback because in their mind, I think they're kind of just happy to be um, to have a job. And it's it's not as much as a comeback. Like, yeah, sure. Like maybe it'd be great like oh now i have like this net like now i'm with working with this director consistently or something like that or like now i'm getting more work but it's more of in my mind that's more of just the ebbs and flows of jobs in general like if i like don't have it get fired and then get hired again at another thing that's not like a comeback that i'm like really interested in uh so but when it comes to directors um uh i'm trying to think who is like uh uh, See, that's I mean, thing, I guess like, no, uh, Spike Lee. In a oh, way, that's true. In I a guess. way, but it, it's not as much because, like, he he made it big with "Do the Right Thing," and then Malcolm X was really big, um, and then he kind of just started doing a little bit more indie stuff that I honestly don't know much about. Though, then, if he was on the show and then, right now, he would definitely be like, uh, "No, I never." What are you talking about? Well, okay. About comebacks. So, yeah, no, I think a lot of directors are. I, the thing with directors is it's it's really up to them. Like, if they get the money to make a movie, like it's they 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 would probably be the last person to say they have a comeback. I think they're like, probably just like happy that they're making movies in general. So it's like the like, fact I, that they're that their movies are successful. I think once you hit that point in which you are now like a viable, like for instance, like uh. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan like how is he still making movies in my opinion like I, I'm kind of just like like he he seems to kind of have run out of juice a while ago um, and and for me I if like I was interviewing him I don't think he would be like I'm waiting for my next film to like hit box office and be like the best thing ever I think he would just be like I I don't I don't want it like a comeback. What are you talking about? Like I know that I'm not as popular as I used to be, but like I'm making movies. Like this they they've got they've kind of already I think it's slightly different for directors. But when it comes Okay, well Okay, go ahead. I I just I was looking it up to see what everybody else was saying. But um in a way Clint Eastwood was what, kind of a Grant comeback. Reno? 
Grant Torino. Oh, well, just like his uh, trajectory as an actor to director, because he was directing stuff in the 70s, you know, yeah, 80s. And then, you know, it started to become a director. And now and then he hit, hit yeah, million dollar baby. And then he hit it big. Though, I don't know. Actually, that may not be a best comeback because I'm just trying to think of somebody who made like a couple like bad movies and then made like a huge, great movie. Like, oh, you know who's one? Actually, you know who's a director in mind? Uh, Danny Boyle. I would say Danny Boyle. Danny, Danny Boyle, who did 20 Days Later, uh, he did some ones that didn't make a lot of money. And then he did a million dollars uh slumdog millionaire and kind of but did he but was his first um uh was his first like was his first film like famous like what what was his first uh actually he's he's a bad example too his first film actually did his first film was shallow grave which Mm -hmm. uh i did see and it was good uh but uh actually his his record's pretty Good yeah, I'm too. trying to go through, like, there's this list. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, is, like, with directors, I just feel like once you're on, once oh, yeah. you're big, you can make some flops, but it's never really a comeback. Like, I, I hate, uh, it's not in the comeback in the way of, maybe, I don't know. Like, I guess Tarantino, in a way, had a comeback. Cause like after um uh, uh what's it called um Pulp Fiction he did uh Jackie Brown which really didn't do that well and then he made Kill Bill which did really well but also I, I also think that directors are it's a little bit harder for directors to come back in general like I think for you to come back you can't really come back in the same way as you were before. Like, if you're an indie director and you're only making indie films and you make, you know, two flops, two, three flops in a row, it's very unlikely that you're going to be able to come back and make a film in the same vein of what you were doing before. Actors are much more flexible in that way. They can, it's not even really about them. It's more so just about the public opinion about you. But as a director, it's kind of just like you kind of have to just reinvent yourself. Uh, if you're going to, you have to kind of like, you have, you can't really continue. If you're making flops after flops, you kind of have to like go into TV or go into dot. Like you have to change somehow. So it's not really like, I don't know. I mean, I, I just, maybe it's just, I can't really think of anything. What the heck was that? Um, yeah, I can't think of anything too. Also, I'm, I'm like surfing through, uh, IMDB a little, and I just found out just random topic. Did you know that the person who plays MJ from the new Spider-Man movies, her name is just her first name. She doesn't have a last name. Mary? It's Zinda. Oh. Zinda. Oh, like the actual actress's name? Yes. Oh, well, anyways, back to the conversation. Uh, David O. Russell might, oh, might be a good go. example. Actually, that's, uh, that's he, a great example. He did the movie Three Kings. Um, and then and, he went crazy, and then I guess he and, went crazy. Oh, I don't know that. Well, and like not crazy, but apparently he was very hard to work with, and he had a major meltdown on the set of uh, "I Love Huckabee." Yeah, that you can you can see online. It's horrible. But anyways, 
Then he didn't make a movie, and yeah, then he came back. That's a good example. Did also, you come up with that yourself? No, I'm looking at lists. Also, um, uh, in a way, Ridley, Ridley Scott, um, he was big in the 80s, really big in the 80s, and he's only recently kind of come back. Uh, and more so touching on what he's already done with Alien and Prometheus. Uh, but he also did The Martian. Um, I don't know That's how much comeback. of that as being an actual comeback. Uh, trying to see what else. I mean, some people have films that, like, you know, break the, the um, what's it called? Like, break, like, they make another film, but it's not nearly as big as, like, the, the movies that they made in the past. Uh, um, though I would say the Martian did, uh, get like success. It did get success. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to really, and some of them transitioned to TV as well. Like I'm looking at this thing, Michael Lehman, uh, who directed, um, you know, uh, Heathers in the eighties and this other movie called Airheads. And now he's, he started directing some more TV, like True Blood and stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard. Like, directors are hard. Like, it's kind of like... Um, no, but I think your thing with uh, David L. Russell was right on the I head. I think that's the main... The Really, the only exceptions are people or, like, directors that, like, stop for a reason. Like, it's not like they just stop, run out of popularity. They actually, like, something happens. Anyways, yes. uh, I think we should transition then to something we've seen because we have five minutes left. Right. Shoot. Uh, what I saw yesterday... Uh, is a movie that I um, am very sad that I have not watched previously. It's a movie called Mr. Bean's Holiday. Uh, I watched it in preparation for Cannes, because I think it's really the only film I know of that takes place in the film festival, Cannes. And uh, Mr. Bean, I, I, I hate to say this, I really didn't know anything about Mr. Bean before watching this film. All I knew is that he was a goofy dude. But I more, I more know Roy Atkinson from... Uh, Black Adder. Um, mm-hmm. So Mr. Bean to me was always just like, oh, he just, he's just kind of a weird dude. But and he, he doesn't is, say anything. He doesn't say anything. and he, But he's, he's actually kind of, the funny part about it is he's like kind of a horrible person. Like he just kind of screws up everyone's time. But then at the end, it was honestly like a really well-written comedy. Like it was just, it was... It was actually like really tender, but also like you know how a lot of films shot in France, like for instance, like Amelie is somehow really beautiful. Like the cinematography is amazing. They must have gotten like a French cinematographer or something, but it was shot so beautifully. Like it was like Mr. Bean's Holiday was like amazing cinematography, and it was still so funny. It was such a good film. If you haven't seen it, Zach, you should definitely see it. It came out like in two thousand seven, and it has William Dafoe playing like a jackass director. And uh, uh, it has a six point four, but no, no, no. On what? On what? On IMDb. Yeah, who cares? I, I, I strongly recommend watching it. Um, it was. It's probably one of the best films I've seen in a while. Hey, right, you know what? Anyway. I'll take you up on that because I do know I have seen like the sh- it. Mr. Bean started off as like a skit show or something. Or as a show, and I saw a few of those. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, I mean, I hadn't even seen the shows. There's, my favorite part of the movie is uh, they're trying to make money off of uh, to like call this one kid's dad. He basically kidnaps this kid in a way, um, <laughs> but he calls. So like they start, he he steals a speaker, and it starts playing music, 
and uh, it starts playing. And he starts like dancing how he typically does to like music and in, in, like in a goofy way. And then it, uh-huh. this opera comes on, and it's like this really beautiful opera is playing. And he puts on someone's leggings on his head, pretending he's like a woman singing. And it's like both really funny and also really beautiful at the same time. And then he steal and he takes the kid and he starts like pretending like the kid is dead. And it's like this really beautiful slash funny scene that perfectly combines. And it makes me it reminds me of like Charlie Chaplin, the other great English comedic silent actor, you know? It's all in the faces. It's all in just being in that character. You don't need to talk. So uh I think Mr. Bean is a, a great uh character for the ages of cinema. Wow. But go uh, ahead. What have you seen? Inter- uh so I've been seeing a lot of movies but like not all the way. Like I started watching the movie Last Tango in Paris and it was way more artsy than I expected and it's mostly all in French. Hmm. Uh I didn't get through it all but it, it was okay from what I saw. But something I have been watching is uh the show Leftovers. Mhm which is by the same showrunner who did Lost. Fantastic show. Mm-hmm. Such a great show. I don't I I think I may have actually recommended it before, but I'm still watching I'm watching the last season and it's uh it's great. I love it. And uh also just kind of to end on a note, tonight just to timestamp this. Mm-hmm. Tonight is the last episode of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And my prediction is that Tyrion and Sansa will rule the Iron Throne. Uh, Bran will be his right-hand man, but it's going to end with somebody, like, out on a quest, and they're going to, like, trip over something, and they're going to pick up an AK-47. Oh, shit. And and we're going to realize it's all set in the very far future. That's my prediction. Hmm. My prediction is Tyrion is going to uh, be the king. And uh, exclusively, no, actually, I think Bran's going to be the king, and I think no. uh, Jon Snow is going to kill uh, the the dragon person, and yes. um, and then kill himself. Uh, oh, Arya is going to. I honestly don't know what's going to happen, Arya. I think she's just going to like become. Uh, she's going to realize that killing is not good. Uh, she's going to be like, oh, actually, killing is not the best thing to do in the world. Maybe I should stop. And then, um, and then I think, uh, that wraps it up. <laughs> and then I think so Tyrion think is going to, Tyrion's going to just be like, boop, ba doop. All right. Also, we only have 30 yeah. seconds left. So, uh, thanks for watching. Uh, stay tuned for the can episode. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if we can play us off. We might as well just talk for the remaining. I was going to play I, the I, opera. I, 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 I think there is going to be a scene where uh, Tyrion is going to be on stilts and it's going to be funny. And he's like, now that I'm king, I can do this. And it's going to be a dance scene. <laughs>